welcome to Cover to Cover Joblin's Bistro. I am your host for the next half hour, spending time with you in my bistro. And today we're going to fill the bistro up with jazz and blues conversation. Also some excerpts from some writings of my guests today inside the bistro, Damu Zadi Ali. His career spans more than 40 years playing blues, R&B, jazz, gospel, and classical music in bands, ensembles, and choirs in Sacramento. He also teaches music to children here in the East Bay. So let's welcome Damu. And before he says hello to you, I'm going to be opening up the phone lines for those of you who have questions about jazz and music or anything that you hear that might be interesting to you. So I'm going to give you the phone line, the number now. We'll open that up at about 3.15 after a music break where you'll be able to listen to a composition that uh, Damu himself wrote. The number, take it down now, I will give it out again at the music break before we take it, is 510-848-4425. That's 510-848-4425. And let's get started. Hi, Damu. How you doing? Hi, Joplin. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. So let's jump right in into the story of jazz. How did you get into jazz? Okay. Um, well, I think it was in my soul from the very beginning. Um, I didn't have uh, parents um, jazz playing all the time in my house like a lot of my colleagues tell me that, that they had. Um, we were almost forbidden to listen to secular music. In my household, we listened to um, the broadcast from Tennessee that played um, gospel and church music on Sundays. And during the rest of the week, we listened to KORA. That was the name. <laughs> it just came to. Uh, we listened to that station, and they played country and western. So, and you were born where? I was born in. I was born in Bryan, Texas. Bryan, uh, Texas. That's near Houston, Texas. Yes, and. Um, I think the way I got involved in jazz, like I said, I think it was in me. Train said that. He said uh, to someone uh, one time, he told him, music's in your soul already. You know, you just have to uh, um, get in contact with that, you know, and that will help you to develop as a jazz musician. So music is in the soul, but getting in contact with that is how you be able to open yourself up to that. Exactly. And when you say train, you're talking Coltrane. Coltrane, yes, right. of course. See, you yeah. as a musician, you yeah. say train, train yeah. for our listening artists, that's Coltrane. Yeah, exactly. So when in your soul did it happen? Okay, um, I think uh, I, my mother, uh, we were always going to church, mm-hmm. sometimes uh, all day long, three days a week, sometimes four days a week. Okay. You know, we went to a um, prayer meeting. Uh, I think that was on Wednesday, um, and something like the Baptist had BYPU, this youth thing you had to go through, and then church all day. And on this particular Sunday, we were going to uh, a musical festival. You know, they had the gospel musical festivals at this church, and I guess, I think it was at a church called West Union, but if any people from my hometown is listens to this and they know where it was at. It was out, out on 28th Street. <laughs> okay. And uh, and they had a, a, a musical um, 
festival there where different uh, choirs from different um, churches was there. Oh, it was beautiful. It was beautiful. And it just turned out that this brother, I'm trying to remember his name, I'm thinking W.C., and I don't know his last name, but I'm thinking W.C. <laughs> I wonder if that's me thinking about W.C. Handy. Okay. <laughs> you, know, yeah. you know, but but no, that's not who it was. W.C. Handy is uh, sometimes they call him the father of the blues. He was a very popular uh, blues artist during the maybe 1920s, something like that, 1930s. But yeah, this was a local uh, musician who played piano, and he. Uh, played for several churches that day, several church choirs, and that warmed me over, Jalvin. I mean, the music just spoke to me in my heart and soul, you know. And uh, I said, after he finished playing, and I guess I was about 10, something like that, I said, that's what I want to do. I want to play music on the piano like this man and and make people feel like he made me feel. And okay? is there any words you can put to how it made you feel? And I know there's a writer, yeah. that writer part of you, and mm-hmm. that part of you Joyful. Joyful. Exuberant. Exuberant. Um, liberated in some ways. Liberated. Because, you know, uh, you know, as a young person, you know, you haven't uh, quite adjusted to life. You're going through mm-hmm. sibling rivalry at home. You're all up, all over the place in terms of your emotions and everything, you know. So... I wasn't very happy um, as a child early on, you know. Um, and so that kind of thing provided relief for me. In that moment, mm-hmm. something opened up that space for you. Yes, and it was healing. You know, it, it was healing. You know, Toni Morrison wrote the book Jazz. Mm-hmm. And a part of of my understanding, my takeaway. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering, what was this happening inside of you and that 10-year-old imagination of yours? And here's what it mm-hmm. is. Okay. Saying that inside of jazz, it was created for musicians who were photographing, if you will, mm-hmm. through the notes of, of music, the movement of people mm. migrating, looking for liberation, mm. traveling. That was their interpretation of... That, that was... That's what the musicians were doing, even unconsciously. So uh-huh. she took that, the story of jazz, and placed it in a novel in Harlem during the, the, the boom of the jazz right. and showed the characters mm-hmm. who all were seeking liberation, mm-hmm. exhilaration, mm-hmm. a sense of freedom, mm-hmm. a sense of identity. Mm-hmm. Do you think that was, is a part of it? You saw this future of movement in your own life? Oh yeah, I, I I would definitely think that was part of it. Uh, I I wouldn't say I was overly dramatic uh, as a young person, but I was definitely uh, expressive and wanting to to wanting to share what I was going through and what I was observing around me with other people. I started trying to write um, stories when I was like uh, maybe seven, eight, nine years old, and. And one time I even uh, used all my talents and uh, created a cartoon strip <laughs> <laughs> with an with a elaborate story and everything. So I was always trying to tell stories, yes. And so when I discovered music, 
that was it. That, I knew that was the one I wanted to settle on of all the other art mediums. I knew I wanted to settle on playing music and try to express my feelings about my own life, what I was going through, uh, the dynamics uh, that I was going on in my own home and um, at the school, in the church, and broader, you know. I, I, I was... I was trying to figure out things real early in my life. Uh, you know, I was referred to as a precocious child at times, um, wanting to be in grown-ups' conversations mm-hmm. and, you know, <laughs> and contribute to it. And, uh, you know, just ha- had uh, my own idea about um, um, the world and, you know, how it was developing and how it should be. Yeah. So I was very critical <laughs> I think about um, things, you know, as I was had been talked to you earlier about, um, just kind of in a rebellious mode at one point. Mm-hmm. You know, um, Baldwin talks about that, as a matter of fact, and how every artist kind of goes through that. I think it was in his um, in his speech he called the struggle. I don't know if you're familiar with that one. Beautiful um, uh, speech he gave about the and, and what he meant by the struggle. He was using the title of the struggle as a metaphor uh, for the struggle um, of all human beings. He said uh, the struggle of an artist to maintain his integrity um, is a, he said that that is a metaphor for the struggle of all human beings to become more human, mm-hmm. you know, and to do that, what do they call it? Um, self-actualize. You know, self-actualization, to be all that you can be. Uh, so the artist, uh, I'm hearing you, Damu, we're listening to Damu, he's a musician here in the Bay Area, have been of uh, San Francisco, East Bay, everywhere, and even further, a self-taught musician, jazz musician. So what I'm hearing you say is that the struggle that an artist has is reflective of the bigger struggle of people. Exactly. And to hold on to the integrity of the work of an artist, mm-hmm. even though at times we are absolutely isolated in that struggle and, and misunderstood mm-hmm. in many ways, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's what you were experiencing, developing your own sense of identity, mm-hmm. coming out of a background of religious influence right. and then discovering yourself in the notes of jazz. Right, right. That gave me a, a voice, you know, when I learned how to play an instrument, I could I could express myself. I just felt so much. Um, uh, I felt elated and and um, somehow liberated in a way too. Every time I blew another note, I was uh, I, I I experienced more freedom. <laughs> you know, uh, when I first started to play trombone, uh, that was the first instrument I started to play, and I knew then that that's what I wanted to do because. I did. I was trying to tell my story on the trombone. I was very conscious of that was what I was trying to do in an abstract voice. I know that, you know, you play uh, a note, a melody, a song is not going to necessarily convey what you are feeling emotionally and spiritually and everything. But um, I think there is a place you can get to in your in the development of your art where you can communicate soul to soul like that with people, uh, even in an abstract um, language like music. For instance, people don't, don't know this about 
um, Charlie Parker, but in one of his uh, autobiographies, not autobiography, one of his biographies, a drummer who played with him said that Charlie Parker uh, became convinced that you could play notes on a on, on a horn and c- communicate um, something to other people that had verbal content. You know, like you play mm-hmm. something on your note and it would be saying, hey, I'm getting ready to uh, walk down the street. You know, I mean, that's just, you know, I'm just pulling that out of the out of the air. But, you know, he what he was trying to say is that you can express yourself heart to heart to another person, I think, and that um, understanding can happen somewhere in the in the process of artists playing and communicating with listener, you know. And so if we hold that to be true in this moment, which I think that is true, mm-hmm. that someone also said jazz is why jazz went on a global level mm-hmm. with people with all different backgrounds and, and experiences that they embraced jazz. Mm-hmm. And maybe that that jazz was communicating something almost verbal. Oh, yeah. And Most some definitely. of you say that jazz is uh, democracy. Yes. It is the face of democracy. Right. Just in the way that it it's, right. it's unfolds on stage. One, yeah. Like if you're playing the piano and you get into a vibe, if I understand and you let me know of how close I am to this understanding. Uh-huh. If you're playing the piano and you're doing your thing and you hit some vibe, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. And you're out there. Yeah. The other musicians may hold back for a moment uh-huh. to give you space for that. Yeah. And then when when they feel that let's say the sax says this is okay this is where this is where I never heard where I need to be yeah, they yeah. jump in there yes, sir. and then someone else and everyone waits which yeah. is democracy one mm-hmm. voice yeah, exactly. one vote one voice that's right. you on your vibe uh-huh. you got it going is that what yeah happens? that's perfect you you described it so perfect uh, 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 Joblin and uh, that's why I like to talk with you so much <laughs> <laughs> because to not be a musician you really understand that um, there's a book that um, that whole concept is talked about, uh, the concept of uh, jazz being like a metaphor for democracy. That was a conversation between uh, Wynn Marcellus, the the trumpet player Wynn Marcellus, and um, the lady who retired as chief justice, not chief justice, but she was uh, on on the Supreme Court. Sandra Day O'Connor, maybe? Okay, and they had a conversation They had a conversation about, um, about jazz. And it's in his book. Uh, he he calls a, he has a book. I think it may be Wynn's late uh, last book that he wrote called um, Higher Ground. Okay. Uh, it's called the name of the book Higher Ground. And and in the um, appendix, he put a conversation that he had with the justice, um, the Supreme Court justice Sandra Day O'Connor, I think it was. And that's when he he explained to her that there was uh, democracy in jazz. And um, that um, he even uh, elaborated how the rhythm section, which is the core group in a jazz uh, group, um, the um, that group being the piano, the drums, and the bass, the rhythm section. That's the rhythm you section. know that's yeah that's like a, a nucleus, a, a nucleus in a way of, of a jazz group. And the way Wynton ran it ran it down, he was said, oh, well, okay. The drums is the president. The the bass is the judi- judiciary, and the piano is the legislative branch. That's the way he ran it down. I can 
elaborate on that some more if you want to. You know, the way he the way he wrote it. What I think would be nice to do now is to take a music break, listen to a piece of your composition. And at the same time, when we come back from music uh, break after we've listened to Damu's composition. We're going to open the phone lines again. That's 510-848-4425. So if you are a jazz enthusiast, if you want to hear more about some question you have about jazz, if you're new to jazz, if you're confused about jazz, like what is all that happening, call and talk to Damu because we have the expert here. So let's t- take a listen to one of your compositions. What are we going to hear? Uh, before we do that, can I ask a question? Can I well, give we, can I give away some? Yes, CDs? let's do that. Well, I have let's, two CDs. I like to give away. When we come back, okay. we're going to give away a gift. So here's some music by Damu. So that'll give them a taste of what you're going to give them, give uh-huh. away, exactly. and then we'll take phone calls. So here we go. Okay, you want me to explain it first? Or? Uh no. Let t- when we come back. Okay. There you go now. Is this the title, Three Strikes? Uh, uh, yeah. Well, that's the title of that song. That's not the title of the CD. The title of this CD is Umoja, uh, no, not Umoja, I'm sorry, uh, Dance of the Kalahari, which is a song that was written by our beloved brother uh, who is deceased, Kamau Seitu. He was the drummer uh, in, the, on, in this um, recording. And you composed this yourself? This is I'm your, sorry? You composed the song that we just heard. Oh, uh, yeah, I composed that song. That was called Three Strikes in a Melancholy Mood. Uh, yeah, Three Strikes, you're out. So it's now, a blues, you know. so now you've heard a taste of um, Damu's music, and we also he wants to give away two CDs. What CDs are they, and and how can our our callers? What should we do? Caller number one, two, three, four. Uh, how do you want to work that? And remember, the phone lines are open if you a want to get one of Damu's CDs, and if you have a question, five one zero. Eight four eight four four two five. What are the CDs you're going to give away today? Okay, I was going to give away uh, one of each of our uh, CDs that we recorded as a group called Umoja, and I just like to. Can I give the name of the musicians who are? No, only because of time. Oh, okay. And we also have a. So we're we're going to give oh, away okay. two CDs, but we also let's see. We have a, I believe a caller of real of real. On line one, A V R I L. Hi, how you doing? You're welcome to. Not, not okay. Yeah, they're screening the call, so we'll give away a couple. Uh, what's the titles of the CDs? Okay, the first CD that Umoja um, produced was a CD called Blessings. I think we were, we we produced this CD around 2000, maybe maybe yeah, around 2000. Okay. And the name of it was Blessings. The ne- the other CD is Dance of the Kalahari, which was put out in 2011. 
in memoriam of two of our deceased, the deceased members of our of our group. So let us know. Let Damu know. We'll have that here at the station. So we have caller number one. How are you doing? Welcome to Cover Cover. You have a question or a thought about jazz for Damu? Hi. I, I think I just won. You just won. Yes. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Wait a second. Damu, she just picked herself to win. She said, yeah. I think I just won. Yeah. Yes, you hey, did. Damu. Yeah. Damu, I think I know you. Oh, you, you know do? My brother Orlando Baker. Oh Orlando. my goodness! Yes, Orlando. Yeah, so how's Orlando doing? You know me. How's Orlando? He's doing okay. Is he's he okay? Yeah, good. yeah. Orlando was oh, one of the good. earlier drummers I played with drummers. when I came. Very good drummer too. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. My tell Andre. Brother. Tell Tell Orlando to get in touch with me. It's, he, he, sh- he shouldn't disappear like that and not. Yeah. All right, I will. You know, he has been uh, has had some illness, but yeah. I will certainly pass the message to him. Yeah. And I know Hassan. Hassan? Hassan, who owns the African store. Oh, oh okay, yeah, okay. I, Did you I, have a question yeah. for Damu? You just wanted to call him? No, what? no, I just wanted to tell him I know you, and yes. uh, I wish you the best always. And uh, I was just thrilled when you said the name Damu, Jocelyn. Jocelyn I do apologize yes. for taking all your time. No, no, well, no. How, so how stay, stay, on, stay on the line so we can get your name and your phone number, okay. and then we'll get the CD to you. Yeah. We have another call. Okay. Rand says, thank you for calling Cover to Cover with Javelin's Bistro. Randy on line two, how you doing? Yes, I'm doing good. Thank you. Yes. And I don't have a question. I just really enjoyed that um, that take that I, I really enjoyed, you know. Do you know what you enjoyed about it? Do you know what you enjoyed about it? It was mellow. I mellow. I mean, I'm from Chicago originally, okay. and I grew up with the blues. Okay. So I, I don't know. It was different, and I really enjoyed it. Okay. Thank you. I didn't. I didn't expect to give you a question. I'm sorry. No, no, no. That's okay. Comments, questions, whatever you want to do, and just a thought that you were able to share with Thank us you. what you enjoyed about what you was listening to. That you're from Chicago, used to the blues, and now you have yeah. this taste of something. As Damu yeah. said earlier, something speaks, and it spoke to you enough to pick yeah. up the phone and dial five one zero eight four eight four four two five. So thank you so much. Do you would Thank you like you. to leave your information and get one of uh, Damu's CD? I would love it. Okay, I so you stay Thank on the you. line and let them know your phone number, and then I'll call you, let you know where you can um, either pick up the CD or have it mailed out to you. How about that? Thank you. I appreciate it. Okay, good. So, Damu, mm-hmm. it's a topic that you and I both have talked about in the past, and uh, we both are, are deep believers in and have roots inside of it is the topic of love. Mm. What does your children know? Topic. Your favorite topic. Yeah. Tell us about why love is your favorite topic. <laughs> uh, because God so loved the world, uh, I'm not going to end that because then, because then it becomes controversial. Yeah. I'm not going to end that. But, but God so loved the world. Um, so, and I have experienced God's love directly, Javelin, I mean, um, I had an experience in my life, um, and uh, what I got from it, my interpretation, my last interpretation of it, uh, was that God wanted me to be a witness, um, that God is, you know, just simple as that. There's a um, gospel song or a spiritual called God Is, beautiful song, beautiful composition. So 
you know, I'm trying to fulfill that that promise that I made to God because God um, blessed me. I just want to fulfill that uh, promise I made to God that I will be a witness for God because I think that's what we need in this world. Uh, I believe God is love. Simple as that. Do when you are working uh, in your creations, playing music, do you experience a sense of love? Do you experience the sense of witnessing the notes that's coming out of you? Oh, all the time. I, 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 and on this, I have to shout out to my, 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 my oh man, this guy. He, he's been so important in my life. Uh, the bass player. Um, Alexander Smith. He's not the bass player on this CD, on either of the CDs, but Alex, Alexander Smith is my favorite bass player uh, and, and just a beautiful all-around human being. Uh, and, um, you know, he's, uh, he's the epitome to me of love, you know, and, and the way he plays his instrument, the, 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 the way he plays his instrument and the energy that he brings to the bandstand is just Beautiful love. Yeah. Mm. You teach. Tell to me about the children. At 10 years old, when you heard jazz, it opened up something in you. Mm-hmm. So we have about two and a half minutes mm-hmm. left of this conversation, one of mm-hmm. many and many mm-hmm. to follow. Mm-hmm. What's it like teaching children, knowing that as a child you were awakened to the storyteller in you? Mm-hmm. What's it like teaching well, first of all, it's a blessing. It's it's like things have come full circle. It's another blessing from God to me. Uh, I feel it's an honor and a privilege um, to teach um, children uh, in, uh, that, that I do in, in in school and and private students uh, because it's so important. It's so important for us to preserve our heritage, to develop it, and to keep it going. And you know, let the next generation know about it. And so I get uh, a lot of personal satisfaction from doing that. Now, uh, do you teach Pacific, do you teach jazz, or is there a genre where you're teaching just the basic? Well, genre? when you teach music, you have to, first off, basically start off basically probably teaching what would be called classical music. You have to teach the children how to read music, and you, you know, identify the symbols and the signs and music notation, and then you have to teach them when they're playing jazz. You have to teach harmony, because jazz is about improvisation, so you have to know harmony. You have to know um, the relationship of the notes to each other so that you can improvise you know play music extemporaneously you know on the drop of hat make up music you basically what you're doing is composing uh spontaneously it's when you're soloing uh and playing jazz so it's always uh, a pleasure to teach that to children and and to see their creativity come out in them you know do you think in a way that they're learning being inside of a music class the importance of music teaching them about community about listening i'm sure it does i mean that should be a yes answer but it's not always reinforced out in the world to be able to listen to be able to take up space to tell your story do you think they're getting some of those skills of community yeah yeah i think so you mean of uh, being able to being a music taking in the music I think the, I think the answer is yes. Yeah. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. You, it's, it's about communication, and and it gives you confidence, and it shows you how to relate to other people, how to feel other people, everything. I think music does that. So this conversation, Damu, has come to an end quickly. 
that those 28 minutes. So hmm. we're going to go out with this last piece. Uh, what's it called? This. I guess we won't. Thank you for being here with me today. Oh, yeah. This is a play- Celebrating their nomination to Cuba's prestigious Cuba Disco Award, Bay Area-based group Los Rumberos de la Bahia presents Mabagwe, a tribute to the elders, at the Brava Theater in San Francisco on Friday and Saturday, September 20th and 21st at 8 p.m. Tickets are on sale now at brava.org. Honoring legendary figures of Afro-Cuban folkloric traditions who had a significant impact on our local scene, the concert will feature a broad spectrum of musicians and dancers, including Michael Spiro, Jose Luis Gomez, Jesus Diaz, Vito Reynoso, Sandy Perez, Jose Barroso, Roberto Borrell, Manuel Suarez, as well as special guests Ernesto El Gato Gatel and Gonzalez Brito El Lali, formerly of Cuba's Clave y Huahuanco. Tickets are available now at brava.org for Friday and Saturday, September 20th and 21st. This event is wheelchair accessible and benefits Mabagüe and Brava for women in the arts.